Well, 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 well. Yeah, I know. It's the ghost of dating funnies. How the hell is everybody? I haven't heard from many people. Not even Lisa. What are you doing, Lisa? You're falling in love? You're too busy doing the romance thing? Good for you guys. Good for you. Anyway, it's it's been interesting the last few weeks. I've been traveling again and trying to meet and greet people. I was a match for a little bit. Thought, well, I'll see if I can't meet some people in Arizona. Some people were interested. Now they've disappeared. Seems like in my life that I get two or three people that are interested, and then all of a sudden they disappear. So I kind of kind of keep pushing forward. I've also gotten into the habit of not going out and meeting and greeting people. I've kind of done my projects, as I've talked about, during the summer months. Didn't really get to play much golf. So I may have to get out during the winter, try to get and meet a few people. I'm headed back down to Arizona soon. I got one lady that's that's interested in meeting. We don't really have much discussion. We've been texting back and forth a little, so I don't know how far that will go if it goes anywhere. The you know, and I'm uh, I got to share with you that I've uh, been reached out to in a couple more times and talkify T A W K I F Y, and the people they keep trying to set me up with are out of the area, they're not even close to what's in my profile, they tell me they're reading my profile when they aren't, so I finally put a stop to it and said, look, take me off your list, I don't want to be part of your program anymore, I'm tired of this, I get people from the east coast, down the south, the east, uh, that are uh, supposedly dating coaches, and they're, you know, my profile says what areas I want to be in, of course, they're contacting me thinking I want to travel to Florida to meet somebody. They don't want to fly to New York to meet somebody. I can't get people to leave their house here in Seattle to go meet someone. Why would I get on an airplane, go fly all the way to New York or Florida? I mean, I'm even hesitant in Phoenix that to spend time, energy, and money, a whole day lost in an airport, to go meet somebody for a drink or a cup of coffee for them to sit there and look at me and say, yeah... You're not the one. You know, I, I, that's the part I'm uh, frustrated the most about. I was watching a little TikTok video the other day. You may have seen it if you if you follow any of the videos on TikTok. And it happened to do with some guy who was dating or married to some woman that was a co-owner of a national sports franchise. And her ex-husband, of course, is co-owner too. And and they were uh, in a bar and ended up playing darts. And, and uh, the, the, But the guy said something, not the ex-husband, the guy said something that resonated with me, and I actually put it on my match dating profile. And he says that we need to be more curious instead of judgmental. Meaning, be curious enough to ask questions, to get clarification, or to gain knowledge about someone instead of judging people out of the gate. And I guess the best way I could, best example I can give on this, a few years ago, there's an elderly gentleman who is an usher at uh, our Major League Baseball uh, field there for the Seattle Mariners. He was in his early 80s, and some kids and young adults started harassing this guy, giving him a bad time. And, of course, they got in trouble for it, but what was sad about it was that 
They had no idea that this guy was a World War II hero, pilot. And, you know, to, to get through his boredom and something to do, he thought he would be an usher. But yet, no one bothered to be curious, find out who he is, ask questions, thank him for being there. Instead, they had to be rude and disrespectful. And I think he's earned the right to be respected, like we all have. We don't do that anymore. And I heard another saying, too, is we tend, and I'm guilty of this, too. I'm trying to remind myself not to, but we tend to listen to people talk so that we can answer. We don't listen to actually listen. You know, I've been watching uh, Love is Blind season five, and I'm also watching The Golden Bachelor. But in Love is Blind Season 5, and I watch these programs because I'm trying to get a better understanding of me and the insight of people, generally speaking. But there's this one couple, a lot of people are saying they're both very toxic and stuff, but there's one couple, Stacy and Izzy. And part of the challenges that I see in that relationship between them, and I try not to give you too much of a spoiler alert if you end up watching it, but Stacy's a very strong, confident woman in a lot of things. And Izzy, he, you know, he's kind of, he's not really a very confident person. He comes across and you look at him and you think he would be. But, you know, he made a promise to cook dinner for her and he never did. She told him, look, if you just take me, ravage me, whatever you want. I mean, we're engaged. Sorry, spoiler alert. But yet he never did. In fact, there's one little scene where she mentions something expecting him to stand up and bring her out to the dance floor. He didn't do it. She did it. She's a strong woman looking for a man that's as strong or stronger than her who will lead the relationship, that she can fall back into the relationship knowing that he's going to do what's best for her in the relationship. We all, Those are the dynamics. That, that, and so he was always listening so that he can turn around and, and answer, and, and, and but never listen and then never follow up and follow through. And the thing that really struck home with me was that come to find, I mean, she's a successful woman. She's got a house and she's remodeling, spoiler alert, and she's doing things to it. And of course, they're engaged, and he still thinks everything should be 50-50. Well, come to find out, he's got shitty credit. He's just starting a new career. He doesn't have money. And that in itself is okay, except that he hid the fact that he wasn't making really any money. And he hid the fact that he had shitty credit from her. In addition to the other little things. I mean, she doesn't, she's not a flower person. Not really into flowers. And what does he do? He brings her flowers. So that goes back to the five love languages. You know, if... If your love language is words of affirmation and all I do is buy you gifts, you're not going to feel like I love you because I'm not listening to you. I need to give you words of affirmation. That's how you're going to feel like he loves me. He's paying attention to me. But to me, it's like, you know, I'm not interested in dating someone that's renting a room in somebody's house. And I get shit happens in life, ups and downs and sideways. But if, you know, I've run into enough women that, are renting rooms in a house because they don't have anything. They're not striving to change their situation. Their credit is shitty. Well, I don't want that in my life. I mean, I want them to, to be, you know, they don't have to have what I have, but 
Well, it'd be nice if they owned a condo, they owned a house, they had some money in the bank. I mean, I'm happy to pay for all the dates. I'm happy to pay for all the vacations. I've always done that. I'm happy and I'm getting better all the time about catering to what's important to them. Not to the point where I'm giving up who I am, but I understand. I want them to know that they can trust me. Not not in the sense of trust me that we're cheat on them. Trust to know that I'm going to do everything I can to the best interest of the relationship. That means I'm going to have open dialogue, open conversations with them on the regular. It's a, The relationship's a business. There's romance. There's sex. We each have to earn our respect. So if you get a chance to watch it, I would watch that. I mean, I, I kind of, it's interesting that whole experiment. And then there's some other things that were taking place that you know, I kind of turned my stomach on, on to the, the, the and you'll, I won't tell you more about it, but the producers should have known about this one situation, and, and they claim they didn't. And then apparently there's another situation I didn't even know about, I read about, that the producers said they knew nothing about, and that was another couple where after they broke it off, and they're not really in the program, but after they broke it off, come to find out, uh, he was sexually assaulting her, and the producers claimed they didn't know anything about that either. So, you know, it makes me, before you agree to sign up to these programs, I would I would pause. I mean, yeah, 15 minutes of fame, but do you want that kind of fame? Now I'm watching The Golden Bachelor, and I'm watching it because I was being considered as a Golden Bachelor. And I knew that they weren't interested once I'd sit there and said, hey, I'm not vaccinated. Well, will you get vaccinated for the show? Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Well, they wanted only vaccinated people. And that's fine. That's their choice. But I knew then that I was a no. But I was at the finish line. I could have said yes, and maybe I would be the guy. Although, I got to tell you, on the surface, the guy that they have, Gary, is a good-looking guy. But as I watch the show and read some stuff, you know, there's a lot of holes in who he really is. He's still not over his wife, and that's okay, but he's coming to the table looking for a wife that's missing her late husband. Misery loves company. Well, that's not a healthy place to, to be at. Either you're ready or you aren't. And I don't know if he's ready. And a lot of the women on the show, they're not ready either. My biggest chuckle out of the show so far is all these women in their 60s or 70s claiming like Jerry's the only nice guy in the whole world. They all have to have him. And I laugh because there's so many nice guys in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. But they're likely in your friend zone instead of, oh my gosh, it's like these three ladies I met years ago. Coffee days, they say, wow, you're easy to talk to. You're funny. I know it'd be a lot of fun doing things with you, but I just don't see the chemistry. To me, is how powerful would it be to meet someone that you enjoy hanging out with? You enjoy, you're having fun together. You're going doing things together, and then you wake up one day and say, "You know what? I don't want. I don't want to lose this person." But nobody wants to do that anymore. They want to decide within five minutes whether you're the one. They're they're not they're not being curious. They're being judgmental, and we all see the world from how what's going on in our world and not how it really is. It's the same thing with other people. We project on other people what we don't like about ourselves and our and our own obstacles. When are we going to open up? When are these people going to open up? There's nice guys all over the place. 
I can't get them to get out of their damn houses to go meet somebody in Seattle. I will, my hat's off down in Phoenix. They're eager to go meet. I've had several people say, well, you know, Kali, you're in Seattle. When, when do you plan on moving down here? I'd be interested if I knew you were here. I've got a lot of those emails. And I might end up down there because I don't want to finish the rest of my journey by myself. But I'm not going to beg someone to be with me. And I'm not going to give up who I am so I can be with somebody. I mean, there's so many layers of things you still need to sort out. I mean, you guys see if you're compatible. You like hanging around with one another. You like doing the same things. You like exploring new things. Are your families going to get to bend and mold well together? Is your sex life going to be good? I mean, we all want sex. We want physical touch. But you know what I like, you may not like, and that could be the deal breaker. I still say we should have sex on day one because I got to know if it's a deal breaker sooner or later. <laughs> Just joking. But but be curious. Don't be so judgmental. Me too. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to really have that resonate in my head every step that I can. But, you know, if you're watching The Golden Bachelor and you're enjoying the show, great. I am suspect because of the narrative and the situation they talked about, who he is. You know, I have enough information to know that he's not 100% of what they say he is. So take it for what it's worth. And I get it. It's TV and they've laid it out to get more eyeballs. I find it interesting. One day he's driving a Corvette to go with his, with his, uh, with his, uh, blue, uh, uh, blue uh, shirt and everything. And the next he's wearing a yellow shirt, driving a yellow uh, vintage car. I mean, I get all that for the eyeballs for TV. And I get that you can have connections with several people. I'm not so sure why they need to have 23 women there. And then, you know, I was reading a thing the other day with the women. And granted, they got to live in the kind of the same compound to to get to know each other's women and then they develop friendships but as reading where they're having these people sleeping in bunk beds and that might be okay when you're 20 years old but when you're 60 70 years old sleeping in a bunk bed i mean holy cow the bachelor producers if you're listening to this step it up spend some money you know they can all live in a in a house together and have separate rooms you have the ability to do that crazy so what else can I tell you? You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I saw this on my desk, and I did chuckle on it. I said, you know, I've been single for quite a while now. And I have to say, it's actually going pretty well. Like, it's really working out for me. And I actually think I'm the one. I'm the one for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to leave with this one experience I had on Bumble. And when I was down in Arizona, I kind of connected to this one lady on Bumble. And it kind of we go went back and forth a little bit. And then, you know, I was telling her what my what my plan was. You know, I want to meet somebody. And then, you know, I'm working on trying to find a place down there. And, of course, immediately out of the gate, she says, Well, <clears throat> I am a real estate agent. I can help you. And that's the one rub I have against real estate agents. They can't put the business aside for a second. I mean, are you trying to meet somebody to date or are you trying to meet someone to sell a house to? So, so to me, it's like, really? It kind of left me thinking that she was more interested in trying to meet someone to help sell them a house. I just can't do that. Plus, my past experience with real estate agents, if you're one, I'm sorry, but I'm going to sound off here. 
like I think I mentioned in many podcasts ago where I met somebody that I have been in my office because I part of my business is real estate. They say, oh, you should date someone that's in the real estate business. No, 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 no. They're that good. They don't control their time. They, they never put uh, family in front of business. It's all about business. So I met this lady and liked her. She liked me. And I, and I, and I said, well, here's a good question for you. If you and I... And the answer you give me will determine whether we date or not. And I said, we're going to meet your friends this Friday for dinner, and then we're going to go to the Fifth Avenue for a show. We're going to meet your friends for dinner at 6. The show starts at 8. I come to pick you up at 5.30, and you proceed to tell me that some buyers reached out to you and said they want to go see that home you showed them the day before, and they want to see it Friday night at 6 o'clock. What are you going to do? Without hesitation, she says, I'm going to go show them that home. And I said, that's why we're not going to date. Because that's what real estate agents do all the time. They show up late. They pick up their phone when you're sitting there having a conversation with them. I've gone on a few dates with them where they're actually prospecting with a person next to me. And I'm supposed to be on a date with them. You know, I'm not dating a real estate agent. Never. Never, ever. And I would hesitate to do so if I were you, man or woman. Real estate agents do not know how to set aside time for their families or for people that they say are important to them. They'll drop you without even knowing anything about the buyer or the seller. They'll drop you and go run to chase a deal that'll never happen. Never. I've heard the stories over and over and over again. So I, she, she wanted me to text her and chat with her next time in, in town. She can show me a few properties. I haven't bothered to respond. Like I blocked her. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. And then I guess I do have one more thing. I guess I got a question. I got a question for everybody. What is so wrong with pineapple on a pizza? I love it. I love that. I love pepperoni pizza. I love supreme pizzas. I love pineapple on my pizza. Why do we have such dividing lines and what the hell we're having on our pizzas? And I'll grab a nice, you know, Moscow mule on a hot summer day to have my pizza, or I'll have a dark chocolate beer. Maybe I'll open up a bottle of red wine. Maybe I'll do that too. But I love my pizza, the pineapple on a pizza. What about you? Anyway, thanks again for listening to Dating Funnies. Love to hear from you. You can reach me at Dating Funnies, D A T I N G F U N N I E S at gmail.com. Hope everyone's doing well. Love to hear about your success stories if you've met someone and you're deeply in love. Huh, Lisa? Where are you, Lisa? What's going on? Who are you seeing? What's going on? You always send me emails telling me you're on vacation, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the whole truth. Love to hear from you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening.